Welcome to Uncomfortable Is Okay, where we explore the science, the stories, and the strategies of getting out of your comfort zone, navigating challenge, and doing the hard things that make life worth living. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. Uncomfortable Is Okay is brought to you by Health Mentors. Health Mentors is a performance well-being company that helps change makers dial in their health and improve their performance in the middle of a chaotic world. We offer one-on-one health mentoring services, as well as a range of workshops and workplace solutions, all the way up to supporting organizations with their well-being strategy. You can find out more at healthmentors.nz or get in contact with Chris at healthmentors.nz. Hey team, just a quick note before we get into the episode today. This is one of the final recordings that I recorded back in 2002, just as the pandemic was kicking off. This is a conversation where I'm actually interviewed for an online event called Transcending the Crisis. Uh, It's all about pressure and stress and overwhelm and some ways that we can deal with that. My thoughts on this topic have evolved since this time, but I think a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about here with Sai is, again, really valuable, really actionable at the moment, um, and can be really useful for us today, as much as it was back then as well. I really hope you enjoy this conversation. I have the great privilege and honor to be with Chris Desmond. How are you, Chris? I'm very good. Thank you, Sai. How are you today? I am well. Thank you so much for making the time. I I, I really appreciate it. I would love for you, my friend, to introduce yourself to those that don't know you. Tell us about your background and we'll dive right into the conversation. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Um, For those people who are listening, you can probably tell my accent is slightly different. So I live in Wellington, New Zealand. I'm I'm a dude who is in my mid-30s with a youngish family. And some of the things that I do, I speak and coach and train people about performance and resilience. I've got a background as a physiotherapist or a physical therapist for those of you in North America. I've been leading teams at a local and a national level for kind of the the last five or six years and run a couple of podcasts as well. One called Leading Through Challenge, all about looking at our improving our performance as leaders and another one called Uncomfortable Is Okay which is about leaning into the discomfort of, of life and trying to get better at doing the hard stuff that makes life exciting. Beautiful, beautiful. And my friend, that's, that's one of the reasons I reached out to you is because of the work that you do and, and, and all the wisdom that you come across and can share, if you will. So you know, the narratives of, you know the narrative of the conference and likewise some of the themes that we've been exploring. I would love to hear kind of what you're seeing out there and what kind of experiences you have to share with us from your perspective. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking with a lot of different people recently, some in my role as a physical therapist, but also a lot in my other role as well, and talking with a lot of leaders. And we're in the midst of obviously quite a a challenging time at the moment. uh, There are similarities to things that have happened in history, but obviously it's happening in the context of today. So environmentally, we're, we're a little bit different to say the, the Spanish flu pandemic of about a hundred years ago, and that things are much more global. We're much more interconnected. Um, and that the scope for the spread is, is larger. And 
this has thrown a lot of people into into quite a tailspin. I think there are a lot of of new pressures that have gone on people through this period of of time. Here in New Zealand, we're lucky enough actually to have come out of our lockdown phase, and we're starting to almost get back into business as usual. But the last few months have been have been quite stressful. There's been a lot of pressure on everyone here. And there's still a lot of uncertainty moving forward as well of what's the next six, 12, 18 months going to bring? What's the next two years? Even even kind of longer. I think I'm no economist, but I think the general consensus is that we're going to go into a global recession. So talking with business owners around that and how that affects them. And this is this is really interesting as well, because I think a lot of the people that I work with are in healthcare and a lot of the people, even pre-COVID, who work in healthcare are reasonably stressed out as well. There's there's higher levels of burnout in healthcare practitioners, practitioners than there are in a lot of other professions. Um, I'm sure that there are a lot that are on par with that as well. But this kind of this this extra new stress that's come on to us is just layered on top of of the other stresses that we previously had. And I think it's starting to slide people down towards overwhelm and burnout as well. So it's, it's a really challenging situation for a lot of people at the moment. And I think especially people that perhaps don't have some of the, the strategies to pull themselves back a little bit and make sure that they are looking after themselves. Very, very well said, Chris. Can you, you know, as, as we've talked and definitely in the approaches that you can offer people dealing with stress so they don't get burned out, you know, what are some of the things that you can sort of, what kind of guidance can you offer people as they encounter these stresses and, and how to deal with them? Yeah, I, I think probably something that is, is going to be quite helpful to talk about beforehand is just starting to develop a little bit of self-awareness around the stresses that you are feeling and how well you're, how well you're approaching life at that time. So I think about stress versus performance or kind of how much load we're under versus performance. It's probably my physical therapy background that I think about it that way. But uh, there's, there's performance on one axis of a graph and, and stress or load on the other. And there's a, there's a direct relationship between how much stress we're under and how well we're performing. And what we see is initially, as we become under a little bit of stress, a good amount of stress, our performance starts to raise. We, we become more focused. We come, become more engaged in the task that we're working on. And we start to get into a little bit of a flow state. But the problem then comes when you, you reach that flow state, you reach the peak of the curve and the stress keeps piling up and then you start to slide down the other side. And that's kind of where you're, you're heading towards burnout and overwhelm. You're noticing that, and for me, probably the first way that I notice that I'm heading down towards that stage is what I'm feeling in, in my body. Is my jaw a little bit tighter and my shoulders tensed up? Am I tight through my abs? Do I have a little bit of a sore back? And that's often how it manifests for me is that that physical side of things that I notice first before I actually notice the stress. So I think a, a helpful tool is just doing a minute of, of self-reflection of where you're at in terms of your stress levels at the moment. 
And one way that I think about it is just kind of like a zero to 10 scale. So zero, I'm basically, I'm passed out on the couch doing nothing. And 10, I'm a, I'm a sobbing heap in the corner. And then everything in between. And obviously if you if you go bang in the middle at about five, that level of stress, you're performing quite well. And it's, it's very subjective and it depends on a lot of things that are happening around us and happening inside us at the same time. But spending a minute or two minutes just saying, hey, where was I at from those stress levels or those load levels today? And to be honest, for me, I've probably been sitting somewhere between like a six and an eight for most of the time over the last couple of months, just with the challenges that have, that are happening, that I'm not performing at my peak. And some days I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm heading towards maybe some, maybe some overwhelm or burnout. So I think once you start to recognize where you're at, that's when you can start to put in some strategies to, to pull you back from those high levels to hopefully take you back towards that peak performance. Very, very, uh, very well described. I appreciate that, Chris. If if I follow you then, and very much consistent, quite honestly, with, with what I've observed and what I've experienced, mm. it's not a question of no stress, or it's not a question of mm. too much stress. In order to really find that peak performance, you've got to have a degree of self-awareness and understand where you will hit that peak performance, the right stress level versus too little stress or too much stress. Yeah, exactly. And I think one thing that we, one of the narratives in society, I think, is that stress is something that happens to us and that we actually have no control over it. And yes, there are, there are things that we don't have control over and that are going to add stress. And COVID is, is a, a really interesting example of that at the moment is that there is that environmental stress that's going on for us right now. But there are lots of things that we can do to, to modulate how much stress we're under. As simple as stopping and taking a few deep breaths and that changes your physiology. It changes how your, your brain's firing to just kind of dampen down the threat system. There's been some really interesting studies done in terms of how well hydrated people are mm. and who people who are better hydrated experience pain at lower levels than people who are dehydrated. So breathing, drinking water, eating good food, making sure that you're having some good sleep. These are all things that you can do to help modulate those stress levels and, and shift you back towards peak performance. And I mean, thankfully I've, I've had the opportunity to ask probably about 300 different people about strategies that they use. So if you, if you want to get into the weeds on some of that stuff, I'm more than happy to, but I think we we give up our control a little bit around how we experience stress and almost how we can use stress to our advantage in some situations. Very well said, Chris. So how would you sort of respond to people, because I hear this in a lot of different situations, that say, you know something, I don't do well under stress, you know, back off, leave me alone, I don't need stress. They don't necessarily think about the performance stress mm. correlation that you're describing. I think, I think there's an element of truth to that is that some people don't do, do well under stress. And actually everyone, if they, if they're too loaded up, mm -hmm. 
they're not going to perform as well. Some people haven't haven't put in the time to train themselves to get better at dealing with stress. So, and one of the ways that I think about it is like if you're doing a strength program, you go into the gym, you're lifting some weights. When you first go, you can't lift very much because you're quite weak. As you keep going on a consistent basis, you train your body to adapt to lifting weights. So you lift some weights, your body actually damages itself a little bit and then it repairs itself so that you get stronger. And 12 weeks down the track or thereabouts, you're, you're starting to be able to lift heavier weights and, and starting to get stronger. Your body's starting to change and starting to adapt. The same thing happens to stress is that if we're progressively loading ourselves up with little bits of stress, we get better at dealing with it. And then we can put ourselves under more stress and then perform at our peak. But I think that the challenging thing for people is that it's, it's often hard to gauge how much stress that you're putting yourself under to start with. So it's like someone going into the gym and really loading up the barbell and either having one of two things happen is that they try and lift it and they can't and they get frustrated or perhaps they injure themselves or they lift it, but then they can't lower it down safely and then they get crushed underneath it. So for, for being at the gym or, or doing an exercise like that, it's quite visual. You can say, oh no, I've, I've got too many weight plates on this bar here. That's, that's too much for me. We, we're not as adept at gauging how much stress we're going to be under as well and, and maybe taking a couple of those, those stress plates off the bar to allow ourselves to train ourselves to get better at dealing with it. Thank you so much for that. And I think there's a few things that you're really calling out. One is the, decisively the degree of awareness of, mm. of how much stress you can tolerate, can't tolerate. When is it too much? When is it too little? So awareness is one fundamental thing. I think the other key thing that you're really emphasizing is it does take discipline. It is like going to the gym. It's not something you're born with, but rather it does take discipline and you got to work at it. And then I think the other thing that, which is very, very powerful is I, I like to use the word regulate, use the word modulate, if you mm. will. It takes, it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of self-awareness to bring those two aspects together in order to really be able to sustain over, you know, stressful times and less stressful times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I kind of think about it as I said, like a physical training program is that you, you need to stress out your body, but you also need some days where you're having rest days to allow your body to recover. Yep. Because if you don't have those rest days, you kind of get into that over, overtraining chronic stress cycle where it, it's not particularly helpful for you. So, so I think that touches upon two other sort of key things. One is definitely the acuteness of the stress. So you don't mm. burn out and, and, you know, asking more than anything else, kind of your thoughts there and then recovery time as well. So chronic stress, as well as recovery time, that's necessary to, to really build that muscle and, and that peak performance. Yeah. And I think obviously if you can have that acute stress, it's, it tends to be the best kind of stress training session that you go and do. I think the the way that a lot of society is set up, it does promote 
the the more chronic type of stresses that we're always working towards a deadline. We've got things to do. Our to do list is massively long. And I know, like this is this is me as well. Yeah, I, I talk about this stuff because I need to work on this stuff. Your to do list is long, and then you cross off four or five of them and you think, yeah, I'm doing really, really well. But another eight have come on the bottom of your list. Like, oh, so there's that, there's, there's that constant low level threat that I've got stuff to do and I've got stuff to do. And there are going to be consequences of me not doing it, which, yeah, which does promote that chronic stress. And I think again, from a movement perspective, that some of the way that we live in terms of we do a lot of sitting now stresses our body out in different ways to what it's kind of evolutionary designed to. You can get into the weeds in terms of nutrition as well and sleep and staying up late and getting up early as well, which I'm, I'm no means an expert in, but I, but I like to think about. So I think we, we haven't particularly set ourselves up great to try and minimize that kind of chronic background stress level that we have. And then obviously instances like this crisis at the moment layer on top of that as well. And because we don't have those systems in place, things can spiral out of control if we don't get a handle on them quite quickly. Very well said. Very well said. Definitely, there's a lot of variables, right? The awareness, of mm. course, the discipline, the chronic nature of things, the acuteness, the recovery time. You know, as you kind of, Chris, blend all of sort of those aspects together, what kind of guidance would you offer, you know, people listening to us and saying, hey, you know, whether, whether you, of course, you lead yourself, you lead other mm. people, lead from your vantage point, you know, what guidance would you offer, my friend? Good question. I think... There's probably three big things for me when I think about this in terms of how we go about managing our load, how we go about managing our stress so that we can perform well for ourselves, for our family, for our loved ones, for those that we lead, for our communities. And again, I'm going to give away my background here from that that physical side of things with the, the analogies that I use. But I think about load. I think about direction. And I think about consistency. So obviously you need to, you need to manage the load that you're under. Sometimes you need to put a little, put yourself under a little bit more load so that you perform well. In, in this instance, most people, myself included, we need to figure out ways to take some load off and Different people respond different ways to to taking load off, but I'll share with some of share with you some of the things that work for me. So, when I was younger, I used to purely exercise for physical health, but now I exercise predominantly for mental health. But I also like the way it makes me feel physically. So, going out for a run, doing some yoga, going to the gym, some ways for me to take some pressure off to, to de-stress a little bit, making sure or setting myself up. I've got a two-year-old, so it doesn't always happen, but setting myself up to try and have a, gr- a good sleep at night because I'm always better after a good sleep. Making sure that I drink lots of water. Taking a couple of moments during the day just to sort of stop, take a few breaths and, and kind of de- de-stress in that way. One of the ways that I like to do it is sitting 
I'm sitting in front of a window at the moment. So having a look out, watching the trees blowing in the wind or having a look at the horizon actually, because that allows me to get a little bit of perspective on things. I'm not looking down at the problem that's right in front of me. I'm looking up and, and taking in the big picture a little bit more. So having a, starting to develop a toolbox of things that take some load off you and being able to utilize them at different times. I mean, I'm not going to be able to go out and go for a run at every instance that I need to de-stress. So having some of this other stuff is great as well. So the awareness of what your load's at and having a think about some ways to take that load off. The second point is, is direction. So once we've started to get the load right, what direction are we moving in here? Because I've found for myself previously, and I see with a lot of other people, is that we kind of just drift along with with the flow, that we, we're not always engaged in shaping the direction that we want to move in. So whether that's as a team, whether that's as a company, or whether that's in, as individuals. And I find when you're not moving in a direction that you want to move in as well, you get overloaded more easily. I think one of the one of the really important parts of resilience in times like this and anti-fragility is having something to hope for. And what's better to hope for than having a purposeful direction that you're moving in. So making sure that you're setting a direction that's meaningful to you, to your team, to to the organization that you're that you're working with. And then the third piece of the puzzle is like it's really good to have these tools and to be able to do them once in a while or have this direction that we want to move in and go at it sporadically. But we really need to be doing it consistently to get the best benefit for us. And I love, I love James Clear's work around habit formation. And that's kind of, that's, that's one of the ways that I, I think about sort of forming new habits and thinking, okay, how can I do, put these offloading strategies into my daily life? How can I set up my environment and set up the systems that I have to make this easy for me? But also how can I think about focusing on my, the direction that I'm moving in, in a really consistent manner. So what do I need to put in place to allow myself to have that at the forefront of my mind a couple of times a day at least and I think those are the three big things so take some load off set some direction and figure out some systems to help you do this consistently at this time very well said so really there's as they say a lot of common sense goes a long ways but it isn't as common to put into practice and uh, yeah I really appreciate the perspective all around. Anything else to add, my good friend, to share with the world at large? No, no. And I think, well, actually, one, one, one thing, the, as you said, common sense is great and having the knowledge is great, but it's putting it into practice is that's where the money is. And I don't know who said this initially, but it's something along the lines of you can't just read about push-ups. You've actually got to go and do them. So I think that that taking action on, on whatever it is that you're doing is the vital step. Very well said. Very well said. Definitely appreciate the opportunity all around, Chris. And uh, by all means, I think uh, we, uh, we all can benefit from just 
listening to the fundamentals and putting them into play. So all around, thank you so much for making the time, Chris. My pleasure. Thank you so much for, for doing this and for opening up the space for, for people to learn about this stuff. Thank you so much, Chris. Have a great one. You too. Thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with us today. I always love these conversations. If you want to have a, hear a guest, if you want to have a topic explored, if you want to ask a question, please send an email to chris at healthmentors.nz and we can get onto that for you. If you want to support the show, the best way that you can do that is subscribe on your favorite podcast app and make sure to share it out with some of your mates as well. Thank you to Health Mentors, the sponsor of the show today. If you want to improve your health and your performance in the middle of a chaotic world, make sure to check out healthmentors.nz or send an email to chris at healthmentors.nz for a no-obligation chat. Thank you so much to my brother Jeremy Desmond for the amazing theme music to the show. And thank you to you guys for tuning in and listening all the way to the end. We'll see you all again next week.